Hello and welcome to Nikon Report, your weekly roundup of all the latest Nikon news and all other photographic announcements that we found interesting. Is Constant here? This is Becky. All right, it's a non-Z9 podcast today. Wow. Can we last <laughs> without mentioning Z9? I, well, you've already failed. Z9, Z9, Z9. Got it out of your system now. With Z9 out of the way, let's talk about several things. Well, first of all, we want to talk about promotions, Christmas promotions that are happening all over the world. You said the word... Yes. Yes, it's not December yet. But <laughs> yes, it, it's everywhere. You know, Halloween is over. Yeah. It's basically Christmas time. It is. We don't even have Thanksgiving to kind of break it up a little exactly, bit. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So Halloween, then Christmas. And I'm pretty much on holiday already. Okay. You know? <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Z9 Prio is already here. We can go. That's you know, right. we can travel. Who needs the Z9 actually in hands? <laughs> we can yes, exactly. We can just enjoy ourselves. Christmas promotions. I can't believe I'm saying the word, but yes. Uh we have winter savings, as mm -hmm. they're aptly named, from Nikon in the UK. We also have the same rolling out into the EU, mm -hmm. Europe. Mm -hmm. And then what do we have in the USA? We also have promotions in the USA. So for those ones, do check your local dealers. There's a bunch of Z stuff and F-mount stuff is on sale. So I think it's a good way of acquiring equipment. Obviously, there's no promotion on the camera that I'm not going to mention. No. That's it. We have a bun on this word now. That's right. And there's nothing, you know, from the brand new releases, obviously they're not going to be on promotion, but some of the things that have been around for a while, it's a great time to get hold of one of the Z primes. Fantastic opportunity to get your hands on a couple of the F mount. This is like the 500 PF at a discount. Mm -hmm. um, there are some, oh, or D850 or D780. That's true. 500 PF is one of your favorite lenses, it isn't is, it? It is, yeah. Now, speaking of the new releases, we had the chance on Friday, we had a live stream with Richie himself, mm -hmm. who we asked quite technical questions, I think. Yes. You know, so hopefully, if you haven't watched it yet do check it out we tried to make it different from anyone else and hopefully we succeeded but we also had a very short experience with 24 to 120 and 100 to 400 lenses yes what do you think so far obviously we didn't really have much time to play with them 100 to 400 i actually didn't get to put on the camera mm -hmm. uh, which is a bit of a shame but the 24 120 interested me just from the viewpoint of that was the lens that mm -hmm. i always used on the d850 and on my earlier cameras really really nice mm -hmm. that lens i think that it's going to be considerably better than the f-mount version but it's also smaller and lighter which is another kind of appealing factor having a, a lens that isn't quite as bulky as the 24 to 200 but does more than the 24 to 70 it definitely kind of hits the sweet spot for me so i was pleasantly surprised by that one that's true and the build quality is actually a lot better than the f-mount version as well yeah i did put 100 to 400 for like 30 seconds on the camera it seems to be very fast mm. it's about the size of 700 the weight wise it doesn't feel too heavy no it's very light yeah i think it's probably about the 7200 uh, weight we didn't have them compared side by side but overall really really good feeling about those lenses yeah and as they're the only ones in the uk at the moment we Obviously, we're quite lucky to even get our hands on them, but hopefully we'll see more, at least pre-release examples, if not the final release examples over the next sort of month or so. No, absolutely. I'm looking forward to reviewing them. Yes. With this out of the way, we're not going to talk about new releases anymore. Let's talk about the continuous love that Nikon gives to all the equipment. Yes. By and this, we mean firmware and software updates. Oh, yes, absolutely. So we've seen so many firmware and software updates this week. It's, it, I think it's too much, but uh, uh, honestly, it was surprisingly a huge amount. So we had firmware updates for Z5, Z6, Z7, Z50, and ZFC cameras. Phenomenal. 
Absolutely. And then we also have 7200Z updated and we are one remote controller as well. WR1. Gosh, how often do we see one of those? Not That's very true. Often I think we literally maybe sold three of them. Mm -hmm. But the updates are not inconsiderable. So, for example, with the Z7 firmware, we've got version 3.40 or 3.40 now. Mm -hmm. The changes for the Z6 and the Z7 are the same. Essentially, they've added support for the FTZ2 mount adapter which makes sense. They've also added support for the 24-120 f4s lens. I would assume that there's certain amounts of distortion control, yeah. vignetting control, things like that. There's a lot of stuff that is done in the background with those cameras. Absolutely, but then it's very strange that they didn't add 100 to 400. Yes. Um, I guess we will see another film update very shortly. Hopefully that's to follow. One of the things that they've included in that is uh, flicker is less likely to appear in the display during filming when N-Log or RAW footage is recorded to external HDMI video recorders at low light levels. So mm -hmm. that's handy. Improved eye detection performance for auto area AF. Yeah. Uh, increased the refresh rate for the focus point display during face eye detection and subject tracking AF. Improved Face eye detection performance and the visibility of subjects in pictures taken using a flash. Not entirely sure what that means. I'd be mm -hmm. interested to test that out. I know what that means. Remember on the live stream, mm. Richard specifically pointed out that if you don't use apply to live settings mm. uh, setting in the camera, mm. the autofocus will struggle in low light. Yeah. Effectively, if the image is not bright in the viewfinder, it will struggle in autofocus. And that's if you use the external flash, then it improves that performance. Ah, okay. So then they fixed a couple of bugs. One would be that the camera would stop responding when auto was selected for set picture control. Mm -hmm. That's handy. And the camera would sometimes exceed the value selected for ISO sensitivity settings in the movie shooting menu. So if you had a maximum ISO set in the movie mm -hmm. shooting menu, the camera would basically ignore you and just shoot whatever it wanted to. So I really like these autofocus improvements for the Z6 and Z7. Mm -hmm. I think they're much needed. I think I'd like to test them out from the little bit that we saw on Friday, because obviously this happened after last week's Nikon mm -hmm. report. And then on Friday, a lot of people were saying, oh, can you talk about the new firmware updates? And we were like, we haven't seen them yet. But a huge amount of response said that um, it improved the Z6 and Z7 AF performance massively. So that's, that's the thing. Exciting. And it's interesting because in the log of changes that they published, they don't say improved focusing speed. No. All they say is improved eye detection performance in auto area AF and wide area AF. Mm. So effectively, what it does, it suddenly starts to read, uh, you know, the focusing point of the area a little bit faster. And it also starts to switch it from the face to the eye a little bit faster. The focusing point refresh itself has improved as well. So remember what, when we've seen in the past Z6 and Z7 II upgrades? Yes where suddenly we start to see the eye has been picked up a lot faster and tracking a little bit snappier. Yeah, so I, I can see that when yeah. we're shooting here, actually. It picks up my eye as soon as I turn. Exactly. And we didn't have that before. So no. so that's an interesting one. But I think they're improving the algorithms. And a lot of people say that basically camera now feels like a Generation 2 camera, which yes. is really interesting. Nice for those who had invested in the Z system early on or, you know, even adopted one of the early systems later on because they wanted to finally dip their toe in and then to find that their camera is still performing as a kind of current day camera and they don't feel like they're being left behind. I'm certainly pleased as a Z6 user, I don't feel like I'm being yeah. left behind. I personally think that Z6 currently is the best bargain in Z system you can get because you can get it secondhand reasonably cheaper. The latest firmware make it almost as good as a Mark II version of the camera. If I wouldn't have one already, I would really think about it. I 
know that our colleague Sam, yeah. he recently acquired Z6 yeah. for video work, especially, and I'm sure he's pleased with the new firmware as well. Yeah. But I'm just really, really enjoying this love and support to third generation of cameras. Yeah, for sure. Picking up on that, the Z5 firmware, which is version 1.20, the changes are actually the same for the Z5, Z50, and ZFC. So they've added support for the FTZ2 mount adapters and the 24120 f4s lenses, and then for the Z5 and the Z50 specifically. They've improved face eye detection performance and the visibility of subjects in pictures taken using an optional flash unit. So same as what you were saying before. Absolutely. Why so, didn't they do that for the ZFC, I wonder? I wonder if it already has it because yeah. it's a reasonably new camera. As we call ZFC as a kind of Z50 Mark II mm -hmm. in the, you know, um, in a retro, what is called in the sheepskin, yeah? In the <laughs> retro skin. <laughs> in retro skin, yeah. yeah in it's a, a wolf in retro skin. Absolutely. So I think yeah. it's already got those improvements there because yeah. Z62 and Z72 does, like they don't have those problems. No, I'm going to test this out on Thursday. Here we go. NFC, yeah. And we also had an update for 7200 f2.8 Z lens. Now it's at version 1.2. So they had a previous upgrade before as well. Mm. What did they add, Becky? So they added support for the features on the Z9, the following features specifically to the Z9. Mm -hmm. Camera and lens VR are synchronized for improved vibration reduction. Synchro VR, they call it, which is mm -hmm. fancy. Uh, when an option other than non-linear is selected for custom setting F9, which is focus ring rotation range, the focus ring responds linearly to focus changes between the minimum focus distance and infinity, regardless of the speed with which the ring is rotated. So without seeing that in practice, I would assume that it means that whether you move the ring fast or slow, the focus distance is going to change at the same speed. Interesting. I don't totally understand that. That's yeah, it's remember like. when we, we talked about the new lenses being focused like focused by a wire thing mm. and not the mechanical focus. I wonder if that's the case, but sometimes you want to focus faster, so I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. So I guess we can ask Nikon about that, and hopefully they can shed a bit more light on that. That's right. They also fixed an issue that in rare instances would result in hybrid autofocus halting at the minimum focusing distance during contrast detect AF. So updating the lens firmware is an interesting one. It's mm -hmm. actually, you know... It's something that Nikon have done for a long time. You've been able to update lens firmware for quite a number of years, but we've never seen these huge improvements to uh, like lens and camera compatibility before. That's true. And F-mount lenses didn't have firmware updates. Well, some of them did, but they you did. had to send it to Nikon yeah. to actually do the firmware update. Now with that lenses, you can do it in camera and you update the firmware of the lens, basically the same as you update the firmware on the camera. So make sure that the lens obviously is on the camera when you do that drop that file into what they call root directory, so which is basically the top directory uh, on the memory card, put it in. When you go to firmware um, setting in your uh, setup menu, then it will give you an option to update the firmware and it will tell you I'm updating from 1.1, let's say, to 1.2. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the final update we had is was for this obscure item, which is called WR1. It's a remote control that allows you to wirelessly control uh, the release of the shots on your Nikon DSLR camera. Photographers can use WR1 to simultaneously release the shots on multiple Nikon DSLR cameras that have WRR10 and or WR1 units attached to them. So very kind of niche thing aimed at professional photographers. With uh, multiple camera setup where exactly. you want to radio trigger multiple cameras at the same time. Yeah. The thing that the WR1 does, as far as I understand, is it also lets you change your settings remotely Absolutely. on that. Because obviously you could just push the button on the WR 
T10 yeah. and fire yeah. a bunch of cameras, but this is a little bit more extravagant. Absolutely. A couple of use case scenarios. So let's say you're photographing football, you have a couple of cameras behind the goal and then footballer scoring the goal, you press the button and then they take pictures from different angles. Good example. But also, you know, you got the nose now, nowadays you got those 3D mapping cameras where they put this uh, person in the middle and they have like 60 cameras around the person. So if you want to fire all those 60 cameras, you can obviously use a cable to kind of, you know, link them all together, or you can use one of those with WR sense and you trigger them simultaneously at the same time. I wonder if Mark Roberts Motion Control use something like that. That's what I'm thinking. Obviously, they do have those 360 degree um, stages, yeah. remote stages and, and mobile stages as well. So that would be interesting. Absolutely. The 3D scanning nowadays becomes a very interesting thing, Bill, mm -hmm. where you can nowadays take a lot of photographs of one item, then move it to a 3D software and then it will create an object out of those photographs. So yeah. uh, it becomes a very interesting thing, helps to developers of uh, all sorts of software um, to make life a little bit simpler. So what did they change? They've added support of Z9, and then when used with Z9, the product supports display selection of shutter speeds as fast as 32 thousandths of a second. Yeah, because Z9 is the only camera, we said we weren't going to talk about it, <laughs> because Z9 is the only camera which has... 32 thousandth of a second um, obviously the WR1 had to be updated to accommodate for that and it's a pro body um, there is quite an important note attached to that you do if you are going to update your WR1 you have to attach it to the camera slide the TXRX off switch to RX which is the receiver mm -hmm. mode and wait at least 10 seconds before doing the update very interesting. It is it? Is it really? Is it? <laughs> Very is interesting. Very interesting. Mm. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to software updates. We had a first version release of NX Tether software. Ooh. It's designed to allow tethering with your Nikon camera. Now, keep in mind that NX Tether, as Richie pointed out, is a very basic software that does only one thing, yeah. tethering. If you want a little bit more advanced functionality, Nikon also has a Camera Control Pro 2, yes. which is a paid version um, of the software. And for example, in this case, they say, if you wish to display the view through the camera lens in the computer monitor while taking pictures remotely, use Camera Control Pro 2. So NX Tether doesn't allow for this. No. Then we had an update from ANX Studio. Obviously, the main one is the support of Z9. There's a lot of bits of software they release. They add the support of Z9, which is good. So everything is ready before actually cameras being delivered which to the customers. Nice. Yeah, it makes a change. Normally, we have to wait a few weeks, and that's a bit frustrating. Although, we probably will still have to wait a few weeks with certain other manufacturers, but fine. That's true. I, I really hope that Capture One and Adobe won't let us down. Yeah. Exactly. Then we have an update to the wireless transmitter utility, camera control pro 2, webcam utility, NEF codec and picture control utility, lol. Why does it say lol? Well, obviously picture control utility version 2 is the most important bit of software for Z9 users because they really love to load their picture control profiles onto Z9 camera Very because important. no one other than Z9 users love to use code of gold on their professional photographs. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> very sarcastic. Uh, so you name it, they've added compatibility to the camera that we weren't going to talk about. This Absolutely. We are ready for this release. Give it to me okay. now. The next one up. The Nikko ZDX1840 lens is finally shipping. Yes, we received our first small batch last week and they went straight back out the door again. So we're waiting for a few more, but uh, we've managed to satisfy all our back orders so far. The only thing is that... I found out they don't come with lens hoods in the box and there's a brand new lens hood to go with it, which we're waiting for. 
There is no lens hood for £599. No. Uh, HB101, I think, is the lens hood for that one. So we're waiting with uh, bated breath for those. But in the meantime, at least our first uh, uptakers of the 18 to 140 have received their lenses, which is great. I'm sorry, I can't handle it anymore. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. There's no lens hood. I'm out. <laughs> okay, well, some manufacturers don't include charger with their cameras. Yeah. But I really wish they would put a lens hood. <laughs> with a lens personally I have to say, you know? after like having a phone that is over a thousand pounds with no charger in the that's box that's true <laughs> but you know it's an interesting thing because it depends on the country legislation yeah because i think in europe they oblige by law to include the charger so so like somewhere in france i think iphone has to have a charger in oh, there really? remember the whole thing with nintendo 3ds as well in some places they didn't put the charger in and some yeah. they did yeah. and that was because of local legislation that really annoyed me definitely talk to your local mp <laughs> Really annoying. Have you had a chance to actually try it into 140 lens? No. No, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Me neither. But what Matt Irvin had to say on that, and do have a look at his video, he was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So 18 to 140 is effectively equivalent of 24 to 200 for full frame camera. Yeah. To have it such small light lens with a really good optical quality that beats all the F mount versions, like 1825 and 18140 out of the water, is really nice to have. It is. So, if you are ZDX user, you definitely should consider this lens. But obviously, if you're full frame, have a look at 24 to 200. Yeah. Next up, Nikon announced collaborations with Nissan and Profoto on Speedlight products and studio lighting products. We touched on this briefly on Friday, but in their press release, they say this collaboration with each brand will further increase the mutual compatibility of Nikon mirrorless cameras and Nissan Japan Limited's Nissan Digital. What? Well, it's copied from the Japanese press release, as awesome. usual. You know what the funny thing is? Nikon English language, Nikon, doesn't publish any of those press releases. You only get them on Japanese website. Which is where you come to us for news. Exactly. This collaboration with each brand will further increase the mutual compatibility of Nikon mirrorless cameras with Nissan and Profoto brands of products. Alongside native Nikon Speedlight products, increased compatibility with Nissan Digital and Profoto products will further increase reliable options for Nikon camera users, expanding possibilities for imaging expression. How's your imaging expression, Becky? Uh, my imaging expression definitely needs some more expressiveness. <laughs> yeah, I express my images all over the place. <laughs> Let's talk about our thoughts. Remember when I asked Richie on the podcast and I said, look, this is developing. Mm. Like, I feel Nikon may stop making flash guns. And you know, my sentiment yeah. wasn't just me because Nikon Rumors published a very similar article about that saying, well, will they stop making the flash guns? So what are your thoughts about this? Because obviously, let's have a look at this partnership. So we have Nissin on one end, which mm -hmm. is a cheap brand. So mm -hmm. they're reasonably inexpensive, right? Now we have Pro Photo, which is considered to be high end. It's not brown color, but it is, you know, only kind of, they are pricey. Yeah. yeah. Then we have Nikon, which is kind of priced somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. The question is, SB5000 was released in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. With a promise of radio triggering and everything. And we thought, well, this is always going to trickle down to a new USB 700 and other flash guns. And nothing happened since then. Now, this announcement comes in and I'm like, what's going to happen? Well, I mean, I can understand why you would draw that conclusion. Uh, and I think that in some ways it might be Nikon's solution. I don't think that they're pulling out of the Speedlight game entirely, but it might be their solution for the time being while they work on something else, if you mm. see what I mean. Because... There is a need and a demand for studio photographers out there and also sort of smaller, I'd say portrait photographers who maybe have mobile studios or don't have those big setups and they want something small and light. The 
speed light system, creative lighting system is still current, but is somewhat outdated yes, by the fact that newer cameras don't even have built-in triggering capabilities. Absolutely, and you need to have a line of sight effectively. Yeah, exactly. And then the only flash compatible with the advanced wireless lighting system is the SB5000, which for a lot of people is a lot more expensive. If you need three of those, that's buying another camera again. It's like £1,500. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So I can see that this might be Nikon's solution you know, as a keeping everybody happy and then maybe further on down the line, they'll bring out some more speed lights. Yeah, shall we wait for another five years? So since 2015, <laughs> it's going to be 10 years so for, for nice anniversary. I think that having Pro Photo at one end is quite, would have been a powerful alliance okay. on its own. Having Nissin at the lower end is an interesting collaboration for sure. All right. You're right in saying this, but also I have more questions because <laughs> Nissin yeah. and Profoto are already compatible with Nikon TTL systems. It's true. So this further collaboration mm. makes me think and, you know, put my tinfoil hat on and start <laughs> to think about conspiracies, you see. So that's where I'm a little bit confused. So I wish we would have a little bit more clear messaging from Nikon on, on this one. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't particularly expect that Nikon's going to stop to make them, but it, it definitely feels like if you announce the partnership like this. From another point of view, I mean, Tom Hogan points out that actually Nissin at some point was licensed to make products for Nikon. Oh. So that collaboration already existed. Oh, interesting. So now it's just public. It's <laughs> <laughs> all out in the wash. Yeah. Tom Hogan said, no, this does not mean Nikon is getting out of the speedlight business, at least not in any foreseeable time frame. What it does mean is that they're doing cooperative communications between Nikon and two third-party flash lighting companies. Nissan has long been rumored as having licensed to or worked with Nikon on some previous speedlights, so this is an unexpected news. The addition of Profoto is a strong indication that Nikon wants to get more relevance in studio photography after a long period of what I'd call neglect. I have to agree with Tom on that one. Absolutely. And then I have to agree with Tom because that tells me that Nikon is going to talk to Sigma and Tamron about releasing their lenses for Z-mount system. I really hope that that happens in the not too distant future. I think that it will only strengthen this Zed system so much more. Yeah, because if you look at the sentiment with the flash guns, then yeah. it actually makes more sense for the lenses. It now, does. our viewers, please tell us what you think about this. I'm not 100% convinced. I hope, about, 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 yes, I, I don't want to be on the side where they will stop making it. I don't think that will happen, but I'm not very confident that we will see new Nikon releases. So what do you think? Tell us in the comments under our video. Nikon runs Vertical Movie Award 2022 competition with a Grand Prix prize Z9 in Japan. What? <laughs> a vertical movie. <laughs> okay, so vertical movie, I'm assuming, is like... It's vertical. the iPhone way. Yeah. Okay, yes. so which is not as unusual as you'd think. I'm seeing more and more vertical movies on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Obviously, smartphones have become a thing. People tend to watch a lot of stuff on their phone. They can't be bothered to tilt they, they their phone can't. that way. I mean, when they tilt their phone, they tilt their head. Yeah. Isn't it? Okay. <laughs> so it's interesting that in the Nikon press release, it says, in recent years with the spread of smartphones, video viewing has changed from horizontal to vertical thinking. We will hold this award in anticipation of increasing demand for high quality, high definition video from full size mirrorless cameras, even for vertical video. Absolutely, because you really need your Z9 shooting at 8K 60 frames per second to produce the footage that be watched on your iPhone or mm -hmm. Android device. So I can see the logic behind it. Uh, Nikon is getting all young and hip and 
and whoever wins this competition is going to get Z9. There's also 24 1 to 120. Uh, there's a Z7 there as a prize. So if you're in Japan and you are into video side of things, then definitely apply. Can, can I submit some of my book reviews, which are all shot in vertical format? Absolutely. I'd like to win as a Is it on Z6? <laughs> no, I should you know, on my phone. In the promo material, which we're going to put on the video, I have a, a girl with a gimbal yeah. and the camera in vertical position. Wow. And it just made me think that all the videos that we filmed were shot the wrong way. Yeah, completely. All right, another fun one. Nikon Museum in Japan released the limited edition Nikon F250 anniversary accessory shoe cover. Nice. Remember they had one for F3? Yeah. They are now with F2. It looks the same, but it says F2 on it. <laughs> so there's not much more you can say about that. It says F2 Photomic, in fact. Oh, yeah. well, that's the difference. All right, and uh, from third-party news, for some of you who use Megadap adapters or photo geox adapters that allow you to focus the manual Nikon or Leica lenses on your ZF system, there's a nice website that we put a link in the description below that will allow you to tell you which firmware version of your camera will support those. With recent firmware updates, not the ones that just came out, but the, the ones that came out a couple of weeks ago for Z7 II and Z6 Mark II, mm. it broke the compatibility with those adapters. Mm. So if you want to keep tabs on what supports what, do check this link below. Very useful. For your weekend read and watch segment, we have NX Tether how-to video by Nikon Asia on YouTube. For some of you who want to learn how to use that software, and obviously it's a free bit of software which will allow you to tether your camera to the computer, that's a quick tutorial how to do this. Next up, we have the Nikon Coolpix 300 25 years later retro review by Dino Bytes. This is quite a work of art. I mean, I wasn't even sure what a Coolpix 300 was, mm -hmm. but I'm delighted that <laughs> you found this video. <laughs> that they ever made it. Yeah, I really am. I mean, this is this is cutting edge. That's true. Yeah. So we need to get our hands on one. If you know where we can get a Coolpix 300 from, please yeah. let us know. <laughs> and a cool walker as well. I think they'll just go hand by hand together. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Amazing stuff. Fantastic. And that's it for this week. Thank you very much for watching and or listening. Please do give us a like and a subscribe if you're on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening on a podcast platform, give us a follow and perhaps even a little review. It'd be very much appreciated. And if you'd like to find us somewhere else but YouTube, you can find us on other social networks. Yes, on Instagram. Instagram, I am Rebecca underscore Danese, and you are? Konstantin Kochkin. That's right. Thank you very much. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.